Wow. Man, we have good music here at Silverwater. It's uh, only the best, only the best, and uh, it's exciting. Hey, we just showed you a little video on the screen, which is uh, giving you information about uh, next Sunday morning as we, uh, we stretch out here from Silverwater and we launch C3 Church Bankstown, which is so exciting. And what we're going to do right now is there is a, uh, for those of you that don't know, for the last few years we've been meeting at Padstow on a Saturday night and uh, just been uh, going there every week and really uh, just having these amazing meetings with the presence of God. But we decided that we would move it to, uh, to prime time for church, which uh, in Australia and Sydney generally Sunday morning is that. So we found a great location on a Sunday morning and we are launching that next week. And what we're going to do right now is we've got a, a team from here that are going to be over there Sunday mornings and, uh, and running that. And being there, uh, some of this team will be there every week. Some of them will be on uh, like a fortnightly or monthly roster. But they're a team out of Silverwater because it's our church stretching out. It's our extension service. So we thought it'd be great uh, this morning to get them on stage and pray over them. Would that be a good idea? So I'm going to invite Pastor Nat now. We're going to invite just uh, Dylan and Amanda and all the team that are going to help out at Bankstown. If you're anywhere else in the auditorium, come onto the stage. Set. So, if you're here anywhere else, Tim. So these are the people that are going to come and, uh, and help us do this thing. So uh, come on, this is exciting. Wow. How good is this? What a magnificent team. Tell it's me amazing. about it. Come on. Outstanding. God is so good. Beautiful. Sowing the best into Bankstown. We really are. We really are. So these people will be out there and helping us. The great thing is, this is still us. This is us as church. We're just going to be in two locations on a Sunday morning. And a lot of these people will come back on Sunday nights and we'll worship together. But uh, I think it would be great if we just stood up now and we just stood with this team in prayer as they go. And uh, Bankstown needs Jesus. Who knows that? Sydney needs Jesus. And I'm so excited that we are doing this and we're stretching out. So I'd love for you to stand with us right now as we come and we cover this team in prayer. Let's pray for blessing and the hand of God as they go and uh, truly impact a part of Sydney that needs Jesus. So let's pray right now. Thank you, Lord. Father God in heaven, oh, we're so grateful, Lord, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the hope for the world. And we just thank you, Lord God, for these amazing people. Lord God, have decided to go out and help us to build the church out there, Lord God, at Bankstown. And we pray, Father God, for your hand to be upon them all. We thank you, Lord, for Dylan and Amanda, for their faithfulness, Lord God, at Padstow. We thank you, Lord God, the greatest days are ahead, Father. We pray for them, Lord God, and their family, that you would bless them, you would protect them, you would keep them safe, Lord. And we just pray for every, every member here, Lord God, as they go out, Father. We just thank you, Lord God, that you're with them, Lord, that they will make an impacting difference, Father God. We just thank you, Lord God, that even a smile at the front door will make a difference in that part of Sydney, Lord, that you touch every person, God, that you would be with them, Father God. Oh, Lord God, we do this to see lost people saved, to see people far from you come to know about Jesus Christ. So we're so grateful, Lord, for this amazing group of people. Touch them and bless them, Lord God, we pray. 
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you that light overcomes and permeates the darkness, yes, Lord. God. And I thank you, Lord, as these people, these carriers of light go into that place, Lord. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord, light overcomes the darkness in that place. Yes, I thank Lord. you, people walking to an oasis yes, when they walk into Bankstown. Mm. I thank you they are met by the very presence of God when yes, they walk into that place. You, I thank you it disarms every anxious yes, and depressive Lord. thought, Lord. I thank you that you heal and you bind up the brokenhearted. Yes, you make men and women strong and you set thank them you, on Lord. their feet and you yes. set them on a course, Lord. I thank you, Lord, it will be a place of abundant fruit, Lord. Abundant fruit, Lord. And I thank you that you take these gifts, Lord, these earthen vessels that are these men and women, Lord, and that you produce a great outcome, Lord, through each life, Lord. I thank you, Lord, they are more than able by your spirit. I thank you they are enabled by your spirit. They are filled with your spirit, overflowing. I thank you that you take the gifts that are on the inside of these people and you multiply them, Lord. Yes, you multiply God. and you multiply and you multiply. I thank you that you safeguard every family, Lord, every little child, Lord, that is attached to these parents, Lord. They have the hand of God upon them, Lord. And I thank you they will know a personal blessing for their sacrifice. Yes, Each member of this team will know a personal return for their labor, Lord. Bless them, fill them in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Come Amen. on, let's give the Lord a great round of applause. Thank you, guys. So exciting. Wonderful, wonderful. Outstanding. You can take your seats. So what we'd love to do, church, is uh, we'd love for you to jump on board in a number of ways for this. We'd love for you to be covering uh, the team and that whole uh, launch next Sunday and beyond that in prayer. We'd love for you to call out to God. We'd also love for you, if you know anyone who lives in that kind of region, somewhere around Bankstown, uh, why don't you uh, call them up and say, hey, could I take you to a service? Wouldn't it be great if you took them? It'll, it'll be like walking in the door here. You'll see Dylan worshipping, a man who will be preaching and leading meetings. It'll be Pastor Nat and myself preaching or some of our great preaching team here. It'll be, it's us over there. And uh, it would be great if you know anyone who you could say, hey, can I take you? There's a new church service. Because people are, they're open. People are hungry. So we've got some brochures on your seat if you want to grab these and hand them out. Also, uh, this Thursday night, uh, there's going to be a whole team walking around Bankstown handing these out. Maybe you just go, hey, Silverwater's my home, but I'm going to go and help with the launch. That'd be great. And uh, maybe in the first four to six weeks, maybe one Sunday, you want to go and check it out because every time we call out Bankstown, if you've been there at least once, your heart kind of attaches with it, feel free to come and join us. But uh, let's give God a round of applause for what he's going to do in that place. going to be very exciting, so we look forward to so, uh, sharing great reports with you there. Well, it's been a really big we uh, weekend for our nation, hasn't it, with uh, the celebrations over uh, this Anzac remembrance, and uh, we really have spent some time honouring and remembering those men and women who served their countries in wartime, both those who gave their lives and those that returned home. In particular, we've been remembering the Anzacs. It's now been a century since the, la the Anzacs landed at Gallipoli in 1915. By the time the evacuation eight months later, nearly 9,000 Australians had died. We acknowledge that the worst of times brought out the best in them. Extraordinary courage, perseverance against all odds, selflessness in doing their duty. Our soldiers embodied the commitment to freedom, the spirit of adventure, and the bonds of mateship. And over this weekend, we do hold dear to this day the names of over 61,000 Australians who died in the Great War. They're remembered. Their names are engraved in the bronze panels of the War Memorial in Canberra. 
they're joined by a further 40,000 or so Australians who have made the ultimate sacrifice since. In a century of service, church, we have lost over 100,000 of our nation's finest. Today, again, we honour and we remember them. The Anzac legends and those that followed in their path. So many people stood shoulder to shoulder, didn't they? And made huge sacrifices. Huge sacrifices. And we really do take our hats off to them. John 15, 13, Jesus says these words, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. And up on your screen is a picture we just saw of John Simpson because there's so many inspiring stories that came out of this, these things that we remember over this weekend. And one of them is John Jack Simpson Kirkpatrick. He served under the name of John Simpson. He was a stretcher bearer with the Australian New Zealand Army Corps during the Gallipoli campaign. He landed on the shores of Gallipoli Peninsula on the 25th of April 1915 as part of the Anzac forces. In the early hours of the following day, which would be exactly today, a hundred years ago, on the 26th of April, he was bearing a wounded comrade on his shoulders. He spotted a donkey and he quickly began making use of it to carry his fellow soldiers. He would sing and whistle, seeming to ignore the bullets flying past the air while he tended to his comrades. John Simpson carrying wounded soldiers from the front line to the beach for evacuation. He continued this work for three and a half weeks, often under fire until he was killed during the third attack on Anzac Cove. He was buried at the beach cemetery. Today, him and his donkey are part of the Anzac legend. General John Monash wrote, Private Simpson and his beast earned the admiration of everyone at the upper end of the valley, they worked all day and night throughout the whole period since the landing and the help rendered to the wounded was invaluable. Simpson knew no fear and moved unconcerned amid shrapnel and rifle fire, steadily carrying out self, his self-imposed task day by day. He frequently earned the applause of the personnel for his many fearless rescues of wounded men from the areas subject to rifle and shrapnel fire. And that is just one of so many stories that we remember. And I know in the auditorium here today, there is quite close of heart a lot of people that would have had grandparents and even fathers in some form of world or maybe currently. And we do remember, unless we forget those that have gone before us. And it would be quite fitting in one sense that today we move into a new series and the move series is about one another. Because if I think about some of these people that went before us for our freedom, it's one thing they did, is they were there for each other. They were there for the people of this country. And we focus on that here today, the one another. And I just love that our Jesus led in such a beautiful way about this. He really did lead in a beautiful way, laying down his own life so that we could live. He laid it down. And in 2015, we are con to continue this love for one another, because we've received the love of Christ. If you're in Christ here today, if you have the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have received love from him. But it's not for us to hold on to, it's for us to give out and give out freely, isn't it, church? It's for us to extend to other people in our world, to extend to one another. And in John 13, 34 and 35, we read this, a new commandment I give to you, this is Jesus speaking, 
that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. Three times in two verses, here we are, Jesus saying, love, you love, you also love, you have love. We need to carry that, don't we, church? We need to have love for other people. It should bubble up out of our lives. Monday, Tuesday, all week, we need to have this love for other people that we can extend a hand to other people in this life and see them touched and transformed because we are loving them. And it's so important, the relationships with each other, of course, and we're always talking about the importance of a relationship with God, which of course is so critical and so important. But it can't be all about that. It's got to be this relationship and it's got to be this relationship. Do we know that, church? It's got to be us with God and us with other people. Because it's no use having great relationships with each other, but no relationship with God. But it's also not great to have a great relationship with God, but not good relationships with each other. We need them both going, and it's instruction from the Lord Jesus to have this going, where we're in relationships and we're doing well with each other. This life revolves around this. Because I tell you, if you're seeking God, but then all of a sudden relationships in your world with family and friends and colleagues isn't going well, it actually affects that one. It affects it massively because your heart's torn, it's consuming you of the struggles at work or this happening with a family member. We've got to get them both going really, really well. We need to be doing relationships well. And I love that you can read through the Bible and there's things in there to help us. This Bible is the complete word. There's all we need in there to live this life. Great instructions, great times of us to to know how we can do it and do it well. We've got to focus on it. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about letting our light shine before men, that they can see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. And I like that verse, and I take that verse really seriously, and I think uh, we should live to know that the way we live can affect people for eternity. Because if we do it well, some of these people would come and end up serving the Lord Jesus and having him, having him as their Lord and Savior. And we should be doing this all the time. Of course, to our friends, we should be letting our light shine. But there's, there's strangers, there's people we don't know today. We'll meet this afternoon in the service station. We should have our light shining before them. I know I, at times I think I do okay with this, but I'm human. And... It doesn't always go that well. I can recall a moment about two months ago, my my daughter's school was having a commencement service. It was a Friday night kind of uh, deal. We had to go up to ride, (coughs) and we uh, we attended this commencement service. It was a big event. It was was a really special moment for our family because our eight-year-old daughter was doing one of the prayers in this service. And uh, it was a late night for our kids. I don't know what time it started, but the time it finished, we're, we're in the car on the way home, and then like what happens so often in a car of three young children, you start hearing, Dad, I'm hungry. Dad, I'm thirsty. And there's this little uh, place that are positioned quite well, not down side streets, but on the main roads of probably every five or six kilometers in Sydney called McDonald's. And on the way home, we see McDonald's, and of course, 
Uh, we needed to pull in. The kids are, are calling out for food. It's late. But I'm thinking, I need my kids in bed. It's late. I don't know what time it was. It would have been post 9 o'clock, I believe. And I'm like, their bedtime's 8 o'clock. And now it's 9 o'clock. Now they're hungry. We're still going to get home. We've got to brush the teeth. The pajamas have to go on. There's still a lot to do. And, but they need food. So we, we pull into McDonald's. Because who knows that McDonald's is famous for being fast food. Am I right? It's, it's fast food. It should, should come out really, really, really quick. And on this particular evening, there was other cars in front of us, and I'm not always good with my patience in those situations, but I'm like, breathe deep. It's okay. These cars will pass. You'll get your time to order some food. So I come up to the window, and I make an order. I can't remember exactly, but I, I think there was some, some probably hot chips, some nuggets, and then there was a few drinks. There was like, I think there was a... Uh, probably a soft serve cone, and then there might have been a, a sundae, and there was definitely a berry drink for my daughter, and I pay the money, and it moves slow, and I'm like, this is fast food, and we get to the window, and we're about to receive the food, and they hand some of it, and they said, can you just pull over, we'll bring the rest of it to you, and I'm like, it's McDonald's, but okay, okay, so we, we drive a few, and we go into the little waiting bay, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and the time is clicking, time is going on, and it's just feeling like this, getting my kids to bed is getting further and further away, and the funny thing was, we got the hot food, we just needed like the drinks and the ice cream, like, how quick is that? I'm thinking to myself, I didn't order a Big Mac and make it difficult and say I only want one patty, I didn't say I want a fillet of fish, but I only want half tare sauce and no, and no fillet of fish, I made it, it's an easy order, I didn't say chips with no salt, like, it's an easy order. And as we're waiting, I'm seeing car after car after car just drive past, big massive bag that handed through the window to them. But my little remainder of my order had not come. At one point, someone came to the window and like, oh, won't be much longer. They just disappeared into vapor, I think, because <laughs> I continued to wait and wait and wait to finally, the time came for me to exit my seat. The time came for me to walk up to that window. The time came for me. I would love to say I was sweet-spirited about all this, but I think, I think the tone in my voice might not have been quite as good as I would have wanted it to. I went for the jugular. I went, where is the manager? I know that that gets a little bit of attention at McDonald's. Can I see your manager? I'm like, we've been here for like, we drove in here like 15 minutes ago, and we still haven't got our food. And kids later. I made a little complaint. I made a little complaint. If there was anyone from my church working there that day, forgive me. <laughs> Any of your 16-year-old kids, forgive me. The tone was a little bit firm, but I needed it. I needed it. Anyway, we did quite quickly from that moment get our drinks and the remainder and about, they go, how many kids are in the car? I'm like, three. They go, oh, here's some cookies. And so we got a good few things, but I'm not sure I handled that moment quite well. And we all have things like that, I'm sure, in our life. We go, I could have done that a little bit better. But overall, we need to make sure our light shines. Our light shines in the community. Our light shines in the family home. Our light shines at work. That is the way we're instructed to live, to make our light shine, to actually have this love for other people. Jesus, he's, he's given us love. Let's let it out. Let's let it out. It can transform other people's lives as we love people. And I love this house at Silverwater. Oh, this place is something special. The people in this place, the love in this place, the support in this place, 
The love one another in this place is really good. Hang around, stick around if you're new. Get involved, rub your shoulders up against other people. It is a good place. And I know the support in here is phenomenal. Because I know right now, about five months ago, a very serious situation happened in my wider family. And I needed, you know, it was a burden. It still is to this day. It's still ongoing. But I love this house because I was able to to reach out and inform some people in this house, some people particularly that I know will call out to God on behalf of this family situation in prayer. And I was able to let them know, I need your prayer at this time. There's this situation in my family. We need a miracle from God. We need a breakthrough from God. And I was able to get the word out. And I love this house because I know there's people standing with me right now as I journey through this and my family. I know they're there with me in prayer. And that is the church. And that is C3 Church Silverwater. Can we give yourselves a round of applause? We salute you. Thank you. For the love in this place. The love in this place. So if we're to love one another, who is our one another? I think it's anyone we, we come in contact with, really. That story of John Simpson, of course. He's one another was just those people that were struggling, were injured, needed a helping hand from him. It's the one another. It's the one another around us. So practically, how do we do this well? How do we love one another? I've got three things to touch on here today. And there would be many, but I think these are are three really big ones. Number one is appreciate each other. Everyone say appreciate each other. You can never say thank you enough. You can never say it enough. It is so good for our souls to hear those words, to feel appreciated, whether it's verbally, whether it's in a handwritten letter, whether it's an email, whether it's a text, to say thank you to people is such a great thing to show your appreciation. It is so good for our soul. And we live in a fast-paced, high-pressured world, but we need to make sure we take time to say thank you to people, to take time to say thank you. Mother Teresa says this, there is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than for bread. There is more hunger for love and appreciation than for bread. Because people so easily get discouraged. We know that, don't we, church? How easy is it to get discouraged? We need people showing their appreciation. It, like, lifts us, doesn't it? It lifts us out of that place. Proverbs 10, 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a well of life. It is a well of life. It's not just a drop, it's a well of life. What is in your mouth can make a substantial difference. How you use it, though, it's how you use it. Are you someone speaking life? Are you someone encouraging? Are you telling people when you see it, you're doing a great job? Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing it. It's a great thing to have in our life. It's a well of life for people. It's a well of life, and it doesn't take long. How good's text messaging? How quick's that? Send someone a text. And we're all busy, and there's times I so wish I, you think about it, oh, and you get busy, and you forget about it. And you think, oh, I so should have done it. It's too late now. I think we need to get better at just doing it. If your thought comes to your mind, you see someone, just say, hey, you did a brilliant job. Hey, Trish, awesome worship leader this morning. Hey, Chad, how good was the sound this morning? How good was having people on our doors welcoming this? There's people everywhere doing things all over life. Show your appreciation. It's a great thing to do. A great thing to do. In my household, my wife is a legend. She works hard. 
She helps build this place. We're shoulder to shoulder in making this place a good place and a wonderful home for people. And we shoulder the responsibility together. And she does a brilliant job. She's often at home doing like 38 things at once. She's making phone calls. She's helping organizing this meeting. She's having people in the house. She's, she's doing everything for the kids. The food's happening. The house is getting clean. That's getting full. It just doesn't stop. She's a legend. I so appreciate it. If it wasn't for her, my kids would have crinkled shirts at school all the time. But do you know what really helps? And I don't nail this every time, but what helps is when I come home and the house looks good, is for me to say, hey, Nat, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this today. Thank you for doing that today. Appreciation can save marriages. Appreciation can save marriages. A thank you, a thank you. Something's two words, but they are so powerful. They can make such a profound difference in a relationship, in a friendship. Thank you, thank you. They make a difference. They make a difference. And how good does it make us feel? It does help. Who's seen the Australian movie, The Castle? For the rest of you, this afternoon's activity between services and five o'clock tonight is to go and find this movie, The Castle. It's an Australian movie. But can I tell you, there are some elements in this movie that are simply brilliant. Simply brilliant. Daryl. Daryl is the main character. He has a wife called Sal. And he's just so appreciative, isn't he? He's amazing. He's amazing. One night, they're at the dinner table. He's sitting there. First, he has a bit of discussion about his son, and he's praising his son because he built a hole. He dug a hole. He's praising him for that. Now, that's good. There's this beautiful atmosphere. And then all of a sudden, dinner comes out. And this is the little, the little uh, the words that come out. It's like he says this to his wife. What do you call this? Sal says, chicken. He says, got something sprinkled on it. She says, seasoning. He says, seasoning? Looks like everyone's kicked a goal. How good is Daryl Kerrigan? Let's give it up for Daryl Kerrigan. <laughs> Appreciation. The world needs it. The family needs it. Friends need it. We need to appreciate each other. Does it so well. Does it so well. Because it makes a difference. I've got this big lawn at home, and it's, it's a lot of hours of work to go and do all the edges and get the mower out, and I come back into the house stinky, and man, I love it when Natalie just looks out and goes, Hartley, it looks great. Oh, they're just so, they're words that help life. Now, I'm fairly secure. I can get through life without it, but they help. They're good to hear. Come in all stinky, and she comes up, and grabs my arms and it's a great job, it looks awesome, it makes a big difference. I love it. Appreciation. Even councils are getting good at this. I went to the letterbox last year and I'm very proud to say that I got a certificate, Tidy Neighbourhood Certificate 2014, <laughs> presented to the Taylor family. How good is that? Appreciation. Appreciation that my house looked tidy. They appreciated it. They're onto it. It means something. Made 34 copies, and there's three of them in each bedroom of the home, just nicely framed there. Appreciation. 
I'm not going to ask who else got one of these because if the whole room puts their hands on, I'm not going to feel like it was that good. You might have all got one of them. It might have been for the whole Parramatta Council area, but God bless them. Appreciation. Acts 13, 15. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the synagogue leaders asked them, brothers, if you have any message of encouragement for the people, you may speak. Hey, we need to speak it. We need to speak it makes a difference. And yesterday, all of those Anzac services, the dawn services, the services both in this country and abroad, it was Australians standing shoulder to shoulder, showing appreciation. It was a beautiful thing. So many special moments. Let's continue that in our lives, continue that in our church. Our volunteer award here tonight, this morning, Margaret, that's showing appreciation. Let's continue. It wasn't it a beautiful moment, showing appreciation. Secondly, encourage each other. Encourage each other. We need encouragement, don't we? It's a good thing for us. I was at home this morning and my little five-year-old walked out of his bedroom with his little Bible. This is his little picture Bible. We've been working through it. We're in the Old Testament still and we're, we're talking about Samson. And uh, we're going through this little story and if we can pull up the photo of Samson and uh, the little photo in this book had Samson like this, so we're like halfway through the story, and I kind of pause, and I'm like, I'm going to get some real encouragement here. I said, oh, Jesse, Samson's pretty solid there. He looks a little bit like your father. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it, you know. I'm the dad. It's the son, you know. I'm like, Superman to him. He's like, hey, Dad, your arms are a lot thinner than that. <laughs> and then he says... I think you need to go to the gym every day if you want to look like that. It's not meant to tell the truth. He's just meant to lie to me to make me feel good. Thank goodness about an hour and a bit later, my eight-year-old daughter Santa ran into the bedroom and goes, Dad, you're the greatest preacher in the world. And I'm like, yes, come back. Come back. Encouragement. It's awesome. It's so good for us. Ephesians 4, 29 let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. The ESV version says, uh, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Oh, what comes out of your mouth can bring so much good life. And we need to hear these things. It so helps. When I was a young boy, I was about 11 or 12 years of age. And one day, my parents were out of town. And my, uh, my sister was having a music practice. We lived on, in Monavale on the northern beaches of Sydney. And it was probably about a few kilometers from our, our family home to where she was having the music practice. And it was my job to go and pick her up. So I remember getting, uh, leaving the house and I grabbed my, my little racer bike and I went up this big hill and down the hill into Main Monavale and went through all the shops and I had to get out the other end of the suburb and on the other end of the suburb was a, a main road. It was kind of, it goes Pitwater Road and turns into Barangeri Road. It's got three lanes each way, it's six lanes of traffic, it's a busy road and uh, I'm not always that patient. So as I stood there with my bike next to me and I hit the little button to see my green man friend that I should wait till he shows up before I cross. It's what I was taught by my parents. It was what I was taught by my school. It was what the ad said. You wait for the green man. But 
I was a little bit impatient these days. Can't remember, might have been running late. But anyway, I'm standing there, and as I stood there and walked and looked at a red man who just didn't want it to seem to turn green, I looked down this side of the road where the cars come this direction. I said, there's no car, so I'm like, perfect opportunity. I'll, I'll run halfway, and I ran halfway. And I'm, as I'm standing there, I look up, and there's a red light, and there's some cars stopped. And I'm like, red light, they're stopped. I'll go across the road right now. So I go past one car, just as I got right in the middle of the road, I look up, and all of a sudden, the red light turns green, and I'm in the middle of the road, and I'm like, uh-oh, so I quickly started moving swiftly, but I had a problem. See, the last lane, the one against the curb on the other side, there was no stationary car there. So what had happened, a car must have come up over the ridge, maybe seen the, the red light, slowed down a bit, but then had seen it go green and did what most drivers do. They accelerated, and there I am, just looking this way, running across, and in an instant of time, bang, my entire bike gets cleaned out. It whacks me. I fly through the air, and I land on the road. Devastated. Agony. I pick up my, my wrecked bike, and I limp, and I lay down next to the road. I was hurt. I was injured. And the first person on the scene is this man, and he comes up. Who knows right now, I need some encouragement. That was not a good moment in my young childhood life. And this is what he says to me. He comes up, first words. Hey, that was a pretty stupid thing you just did. <laughs> it's what I got in the moment. Where's the encouragement? No words of encouragement. No words of encouragement. Embarrassed, sore, I hurt my knee, I wrecked the front of my bike, and I hear those words. It was my fault. It was a stupid thing to do. But I would have loved just a little bit of encouragement. Hey, buddy, you're going to be all right. It's okay. I'm here. Nothing. But that was a pretty stupid thing you did. <laughs> I replied, Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. <laughs> and those that love it will eat its fruits. No, I didn't actually say that, but it's a good scripture to fit in right now. <laughs> death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Power in the tongue. Power in the tongue. Great fruit when you speak death. I mean life, not death. Great fruit can occur. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, building up people. We can build up people with our mouth, with what we say. We can build up people. Man, that's awesome. We can build people up for what we say. Build them up, build them up. What a great thing to do. I think part of the reasons I stand here today and I, I preach the Word of God is because there's been people who have encouraged me over my journey, over my life. It can have long-lasting effects if we speak up and we do it and we do it well, building up, encouraging. Because no one really likes spending time with people who complain, bring down people, speak negative all the time. Be a magnet who just speaks life. Build people up. Stand in the gap sometimes. There's people around us who make bad decisions and do poor things, but... Don't be the one always pointing the finger down. Find something in there. So, oh, they've gone through a tough time. They're going to make it. Speak life. Speak life into situations. Build people up. Encourage people. Tell people in their darkest of days, I'm here for you. Might not understand it. I'm here for you. Somehow you're going to make it through this. Build people up. It's one of the greatest things we can do. Greatest things we can do is building people up. It's powerful. It's powerful. You can start here right today. You can make a decision. 
today to build people up. Don't do words that cause damage. Do words that build up. Proverbs 10.21, the words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by the lack of common sense. And the third thing here today, to help us with one another, to help us in our relationships, is to forgive each other. Forgive each other. There's often such a battle for our relationships. The enemy would love to come and tear down every relationship in our life. There is a battle going on. But man, if we can forgive and forgive well, stay sweet in situations, your relationships will have such a a great opportunity to flourish and produce great fruit. Matthew 6.15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It's a really big verse. But we need to be people who freely forgive all the time. Take some responsibility here today. If there's unforgiveness in your heart, whether it's from this week, this month, last year, or last decade, can I encourage you to bring it before the Lord here today and let God help you to forgive that person, to let go. Don't wait for an apology sometimes. Just forgive. Just forgive. When I was a young man, I spent three years of my life without any contact with my father. Some stuff had happened. I experienced things in the family home that were not good for a young boy to see, and the relationship had had deteriorated. There was no relationship. But I'm so grateful for the church. I'm so grateful for some brothers who stood around me and helped me on that journey. And the day came when I knew in my heart of hearts I had to forgive my father. I had to let go of all the things that were so painful from the past, what I had experienced and seen and and not felt from him. I had to forgive. I had to forgive. And there's so much power when you can step across that and just forgive. And I forgave my father from the depths of my heart. I forgave him. The relationship started again. Took a little while. It was a bit uncomfortable at the start. Took some while, got going again, and now it's great. Forgiveness, so powerful in your life. To forgive people. Forgive people. We need to say sorry ourselves and we need to forgive. Forgive them, even if they've passed from this earth. Can I encourage you today? Forgive them. I didn't receive an apology from my father for about 10 years after that, maybe longer. I was at a, a real man conference at Oxford Falls and my father is awesome, but his, his words, he's not great at expressing himself in words, but oh, it was such a beautiful moment in our relationship. And at the end of that conference, in the auditorium at Oxford Falls, he pulled me aside and he said, Hartley, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the times I let you down. I'm sorry for the times I failed you. It was just, oh, those words are just so beautiful to the ear, to the heart. Sorry. Such a wonderful thing. If you're here today and there's some unforgiveness, can I encourage you to forgive? Forgive, forgive. Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you for your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Today, let them go, let them drop. Let them go, let them drop. That verse says, whenever you stand praying, if there's anything, do you know sometimes there's things that we've even forgotten about? 
I had one of those experiences a number of years ago when I was in worship, I was on an altar, and all of a sudden I was reminded of something that I'd held against my mother. It wasn't a big deal, but it was something that I just never let go, something that still had a bit of a, just a bit of a little sting, and it was in that moment on that altar I had to forgive and I had to let go. And God's always there, even the tough ones, to help us with that. Forgive and let go. And as the band comes up, I just want to encourage you, if there's anything, if there's anything, forgive and let go. And can I encourage this, once it's forgiven, just to forget it. Don't leave some poison in the bathroom cupboard to be pulled out at the optimum time. Let it go. Let it go. It's what God does with us. Once we ask for forgiveness of our sins, they're forgotten. Let it go. Let it go. I was reading this morning, passage in Luke says this, Jesus had just been nailed to the cross, just been nailed. Imagine the pain and the agony, having those massive nails, massive nails belted through your body. And he says, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. This is talking about the people on either side of him. For they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them. I love that. It just stood out to me. There's Jesus in agony and pain, yet he was still able to forgive. He was still able to forgive. So there's some things to help us in life. Appreciation, encouragement, forgiveness. And can I encourage you, when the Holy Spirit comes on your life, He enables you to do all of them and do them well. And you will let the Holy Spirit fall on your life. You can do a tremendous job in this area and truly love one another. Make a difference in other people's lives. Because we want to see a city changed. We have a vision, Sydney, a city for Christ. We want to see people who right now don't know Him come to know Him. And if we do this well, I just know that we can spread this good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ all around this city in such wonderful ways. People are so hungry for it. So hungry for it. That video we showed earlier, I arrived a few minutes early and I sat under a tree with my iPad doing a little bit of preach prep in Bankstown on Thursday. This young girl walked past me and she turned to me and she asked me if I had a cigarette. I smiled back and I said, I'm sorry, I don't smoke. And she went down to a few more benches and she grabbed one off a couple of uh, council workers and she came back and she sat on the bench next to me. This young girl and she asked me, so what are you doing here? So I explained, oh, I'm just about to do a little, little film shoot. She said, oh, what for? So in the matter of, you know, 60, 90 seconds of speaking to her, I had an opportunity to say, we're about to start a church service here, Sunday week. She's like, really? We went into a great conversation. She started opening up, sharing about her life. She explained she had spent some time in church, but wasn't any longer. And then she started to explain. She says, you know what? I need to get around some good people. She said, I'm just, I'm just not spending time with good people. She said, I just feel like I've got to pull everyone up and it's not helping me. So I smiled at her. Her name was Larissa. I said, look, this will be a great place for you to come Sunday week. There'll be some great people who will help you in life. You'll feel loved. You'll feel accepted. These people will help you on your journey. And that's what it's about, isn't it, church? I didn't have a cigarette, but I had a smile. And for some reason, she came back and started a conversation with me that very quickly 
led to church and God and got to speak some things over her life. And there's so many stories like that out there waiting to happen if we would just love one another and do it well. And do it well. Before we end here today, I just want to extend an invitation. You might be here today and and you're not close with God. You're far from Him. Maybe you've never said a prayer that takes that step towards God, a prayer that asks for God to forgive your sins. In a moment, I'll give you an opportunity. Or maybe you're here today and you've said a prayer, but you know in your heart of hearts, yeah, you need some help. You've just slid away. You're a lot closer to God once upon a time, but you know you've slipped away. In a moment, I'd love you to raise your hand and I'll lead you in a prayer also. This is the most important time of the meeting. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We can't make it to heaven on our own. We can only make it through Jesus Christ. We can only make it by asking for the forgiveness of our sins. Because He loved us so much. He went all the way to the cross to die, to take a brutal death. He took one for each and every one of us. We've just got to receive that free gift. Ask for the forgiveness of our sins. We are washed clean. And here in a moment, if you'd like to join me in that prayer, I'd love you to do that. I'd love you to do that. If we could just bow our heads, close our eyes, just to take away distractions, no one moving from the auditorium. If you're here today and you'd like to say that prayer, you've either never said it before and you'd like to say, hey, I'd love all of my sins taken away. I'd love to stand right before God. In a moment, you can raise your hand. You've said a prayer like this before, but you know you're far from God. I'd love you to raise your hand also and say this prayer. God so loves every single person in this room. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross. And if you are here today, and you would like to say this prayer, to either come to close to God for the first time, or you're coming back right now with every head bowed, eyes shut, could you just boldly, boldly raise your hand and say, yes, Hartley, that is me. Boldly raise it until I see it. I'll see it, I'll ask you to put it down. If you're here, This morning, you'd love to say this prayer. This is the greatest prayer you can ever say. It's the prayer of forgiveness. It's the prayer that washes away all of your past, all of your wrongdoings. So anyone here this morning in this beautiful atmosphere that would love to say this prayer. Thank you, my friend. I see that hand. Thank you. Is there anyone else here today? Thank you. Is there anyone else? I'm I'm gonna give this a few more moments. This is such an important part of the whole meeting here today. There's hands going up. Is there anyone else here? You can put your hands down once it goes up. Thank you. One last moment. Thank you. There's another hand over there. God is here. His love is here for you today. Is there anyone else? beautiful. Could we all look this way? There's been a number of people that have boldly raised their hands. What we'd love to do as a church family is we'd love to all say a prayer together. I can't get to where I am, to to where you are, but we're going to stand up in a moment. We'd just love you. Come down while I come off the stage. We'll just stand on the front of the church here. The whole church will stand up. We'll applaud you and I'll lead you in this prayer. For those people, I'd love for you to just come out of your seats. We'd love to say this prayer. 
Come, come with us. Come around. Come around. God bless you. Anyone else who raised their hands? What's your name? Ben? Ben. Beautiful. Thank you, my friend. What's your name again? Shane. That's right. Shane. Wonderful. Is there anyone else here? It's not too late. This is beautiful. Well, we've got Shane and Mem. They've come here this morning. They've raised their hands. We're going to say a prayer. This is a simple prayer, but it's the most powerful thing we can do in life. God washes us clean. Would you like to say this? This is awesome. Let's say this prayer. Let's repeat these words after me. Dear God in heaven, I'm sorry that I've sinned. Today I ask for forgiveness. I ask that you wash me clean. Today I decide to follow you all the days of my life. Today I follow you. I am your child today. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll just pray for everyone here. Father, I thank you, Lord, for Shane. Thank you, Lord, that you've drawn him back to the house of God. Thank you, Lord. You so want a close relationship with this man. Thank you, Lord, that on this altar today, everything changes. You feel him. The presence of your Holy Spirit. Touch him. Thank you, Lord God, for our friend, man. Who said this prayer today. Touch her. Fill her heart with hope right now. Declare that over her life. There is hope in your heart from this day on. Hope, hope. Declare lightness, light from the Lord upon your world. Thank you, Lord, my friends here. Thank you, Lord, you're with me. You know his story, Lord. You know every challenge he's walked through. Thank you on this altar. Today, Lord God, you're touching him. See him bringing you out of the past into a new life. Just bringing you out into a new life. Thank you, Lord. We've got some of our best people behind you. They'd love to have a chat with you, give you a Bible. God bless you, my friends. Can we give the Lord a round of applause? It's awesome. God bless you. Wonderful. Wonderful. These guys will take you out. Fantastic. What a great morning it's been in the house of God. Let me pray as we go to finish a final song. Can you lift your hands to heaven. Father God, Oh, we thank you that Jesus led so beautifully. Oh, with amazing love.